Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody, this is Derek from Backpacking Blisters. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a fun one for you today. Alongside me today is the only man I've ever known to tie together sweaty socks to create a hammock out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Carl, man, Drioli. What's up, buddy? I just want to start by saying that I am so proud of you because... Oh boy, here we go. You posted the last episode on a friday as you should have and uh you came through man in the clutch were you shocked or surprised that i wouldn't uh, i mean well we we kind of already talked about this but yeah the, me posting that big responsibility banner on facebook mm. was kind of my passive aggressive way of ensuring that there's a better chance you'd do it i guess i sensed that i was slightly annoyed but i powered through and despite <laughs> you, that's why I posted, I think, at midnight or one minute after midnight. Click, Clickety-clack, click-click, and it was done. So, yeah, you know, thanks for the uh, the faith. I appreciate yeah. that. No, thanks no, for all good. the uh, backpacking blisters faith. You know, I... You had some supporters out there, so... You know, baby steps, guys. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. And, uh, you know, as we all are, so... Right. That was good. You got it out there. <laughs> I, was, I was actually on a backpacking trip this past weekend out in Utah, I was on a trip that was the biggest trip that I've ever planned. Fourteen people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, almost almost too many. Uh, <laughs> was it too many? I'm not going to say whether it was too many or not. Six of them <laughs> were under the age of ten years old. Oh jeez. <laughs> and uh. there were some yeah some families. So we had some men and women involved as well. We had uh, my my uncle came. He's over sixty years old. So. Nice. You could call that a hodgepodge of ages and genders. That is definitely a hodgepodge. Yeah, it was awesome. I've never actually, actually backpacked. I've gone hiking and running in Utah, but I've never actually backpacked there. And we went to Grand Staircase Escalante. I'll probably throw a couple pictures oh. on the Facebook page. And okay. yeah, it was awesome. Like, what was, I guess, kind of interesting about it was remember how we did that uh, survival episode a couple episodes ago? And I gave you the scenario of the canyon with the crumbly walls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, and then like the and the storm clouds are coming. Well, I lived that scenario. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, wow. Yeah. So we went to a place where basically, like, after doing the research, it hadn't rained there in months, and they're like, it's it, it never rains in the springtime. So I was like, sweet. And so we right. hiked. We were hiking through a canyon, literally in the river of the canyon. And the second night we were camped out, it was kind of like this little shelf about ten feet up from the river. 
and the rain clouds are coming in. And right after we finished dinner, like the rain came pouring down. So we all kind of all climbed into our tents. We had, you know, we had that 10 feet to spare. And anyway, so we were in our tents and it started raining really, really hard. And you could actually, you couldn't hear the river initially, but once the rain was going, like you could hear it like flowing loudly. Yeah. And it eventually the rain stopped and, you know, didn't threaten our tents or anything. But we'd have to have a kind of, I had to have a mental game plan for what I would do. And I would, I would have done what you did, which was climb to kind of higher ground. Um, they were sheer rock wall stuff. It wasn't quite the crumbly stuff, but right, right, right. anyway, it was the next day the water hadn't gone down. And so we had to kind of pass the kids through the river crossings because it was so deep and, uh, kind of, kind of a bonding experience, kind of like a little bit of an adventure. I, I liked it. Yeah. But you know what? The only thing was that I wasn't anticipating was when we were, like, the days before it rained, the water was clear, like, filterable, no problem. But once it rained, the water turned to, like, that mud mm, color. Mm, yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. What would you have done if, like, say it rained day one and then the water's mud color and it just would clog your filter? How would you have handled that? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a, wow, all these tricky questions. Yeah. And this is the only water around? Oh yeah, yeah. This is desert. Okay, and it's is it is it? Uh, there's no rain. It's dried out at this point. I mean, right. there's no rain above. It's just muddy water. Yeah, it's just it's just brown water. Well, usually, I think in that case, um, I think I might try to employ the uh, Bear Grylls tactic of you well, know. Wait, the, can I guess? Drinking your own pee. Not where I was going, but okay. Uh, okay. Good guess. Thank you. Uh, always an option. That is always an option. <laughs> um, so I no, I think what I was gonna say was like I've seen him do, uh, and I, I kind of wanted to try this one time. I don't know if I'd have the guts to, but he so he did the little like filter in the mud itself. You know, he like dug mm-hmm. a little hole like off to the side, like a few maybe like a foot or mm. maybe a little bit less, and dug a big hole until the water like pilfered through, and, and yeah. then he made a little pool, and then he was able right. to. He I think he drank it directly, but I think you could then filter from there you know right just find some ground so i don't know what okay. was your what was your option there would you No, I, I like that answer so i they mentioned that if it rained that it could get really silty and i didn't know what that meant i didn't now i know what it means but mm. so i brought a collapsible bucket like the kind you can buy at rei for like way too much money i actually left the uh like the tag on it still so i could return oh, it wow. yeah. and so it, it held five liters and so I would have, if we were needing the water, I would have had to fill it up and then let the water settle for, I don't know how long that would have taken. Right. And then filter off the top with like a pump filter, which we had. And so we, because we had enough water to make it out on the last day, we just went for it. But that's what I would have done. And yeah, yeah kind of good to know, I guess, for future reference, even though like it never rains there just the time that I came, obviously. Jeez. But honestly, I could do a whole episode on this, but since he didn't come, I don't. I don't think we'll go that route, but it did inspire me. We had some some challenges with um, some kid stuff, and yeah. I think I think upcoming episode we're gonna do like how to take high maintenance people slash kids slash I guess grandkids if you're um, a grandfather or grandmother. So right. I think that'll be helpful. That could be helpful. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that we learn every time we go. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was my major tidbit for today. Huge tidbit. Yeah, Huge. I get my other tidbit. I guess is just a prediction about this this particular episode. I think this episode 
is either going to be the most downloaded one we have or the least downloaded one that we have based upon the topic. <laughs> you're going to hate it or you're going to love it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we're going to see where the interest is for sure. Well, let, why don't you tell us like, what we're going to be doing today? Okay. And then people can start formulating their, their opinions. So maybe they already have an opinion. Probably. I think you believe that this is my this episode is my doing, but I think it's more 100%. your doing because you. I think you believe. <laughs> Why do you want to pawn this on me? This. Is well, I'll tell you. No, I think you're gonna agree with this statement. <laughs> oh, Here we go. I think I think you believe that if we do this episode on Sasquatch, yeah. that that means that I will not talk about Sasquatch anymore. No. Because oh, no way. <laughs> no way. I'm not that naive. No way. Okay, okay. Because yeah, right. that is not true. That's <laughs> never going to happen. So, okay, so we're gonna, we got a couple things going on. I'm going to talk about, for the minority of us that might be interested in trying to find a Sasquatch, even if we sort of only half believe in them or just think it's funny, um, three ways to find a Sasquatch. And I've got a specific game plan for a trip that we will do in the future to track one down. So so just let's just let's just do this for the fans. Like can I directly ask you if you truly believe there's Sasquatch? Is that Um I can tell you that it's getting creepy, folks. Yeah, I, I guess I sort of do. I kind of want to just for fun. We all want to. But there's so, well we'll talk about some of the issues okay. with it later for sure cuz you're going to bring up some some kind of like how to, you're going to basically basically try to debunk it. But shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, so you're, you're again, folks. Just notice, not a direct answer. I guess you know. I'm glad that you. No, sort I'm just. Of I'm gonna say I sort of do. Like, okay. I guess I lean more towards yes and no. So I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a yes in that one. But just so you know, three in ten Americans do believe. Okay. <laughs> Where did the survey come from? Um, Section hiker. Some random or website. <laughs> okay, so make sure. But only two in ten Canadians believe. <laughs> And probably the rest of the world is like less than one in ten. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> although, although that's talking about Sasquatch. If I was asking about Yeti and I was, you know, pulling the people into Paul, I think it'd be a lot higher. What about Chupacabra? You know, Chupacabra. I didn't that's, do. That's more southern uh, South America region. Yeah, kind of Central America. I didn't do Chupacabra. I didn't do uh, the Loch Ness monster. Mm. I didn't do vampires, zombies, mm. or mm. werewolves. Mm. And I didn't do Ewoks. Oh, well, we all know those are real, so. Yeah. Well, speaking no... of Star Wars stuff, isn't Chewbacca kind of just like... He's the closest thing to Bigfoot. He's the closest Yeah, like thing. a Sasquatch just in a galaxy far, far away. Let me just say this before we get into this whole back and forth about Sasquatch. That, the pictures and video of Chewie are the clearest things we have to Sasquatch. Would you call it like straight up evidence? I would not. Because I, because <laughs> I know there's a man in, in the suit. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> because they've interviewed him. Okay. Yeah. In, with it, with the, like the mask off, or you know, because... it's all over YouTube. You can check it out. Okay. Well, I want you to. Well, let's research. talk about the let's talk about the footage they do have. So the most okay, famous one is from 1967, called the Patterson Gimlin film, with the guy filming the Sasquatch in Northern California, and he's like walking away from the camera, and he looks back mm-hmm, at the camera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are, are you starting? Are, are you starting your three things? No, here? no, no. My, I, th- it, my three things are three ways to find a Sasquatch. I'm just I'm just kind of th- throwing out what's okay, out there. All right. Um, there is okay, a one. show called Discovering Bigfoot, which is on Netflix. And that guy gets like mm-hmm. straight up facial features of Sasquatch, like like pretty darn good shots. And I think I think that's what got his his video onto Netflix because the overall quality of the video is 
not like, like I think our videos probably better quality or at least at least there's more of like a linear understanding of what's going on like he's got random shots of drones where he's just like running around rivers for no reason and doesn't tie into the storyline but he's got some interesting shots of the bigfoot there's huh. a show called huh. finding bigfoot it's a tv show that's been around for multiple seasons i don't think they've ever actually captured like what? video footage yeah no way that's crazy i don't think i'd have to double check that one okay there okay. is footage of a family who actually adopted a bigfoot for a little while <laughs> and named him harry jeez <laughs> oh, you're going this this is what it's come to there's also i will say a clip on the travel channel uh about a guy who creates uh bigfoot mask molds Mm. and creates Bigfoot masks. So, okay. hmm, okay. I mean, with, like, I'm just getting started. With all this overwhelming evidence, like, I don't even see how it's possible to debunk the Sasquatch. It's, it's almost too easy, actually. <laughs> okay. It's almost too easy. Well, let me start by saying, if you are like me and you'd like to have fun and think, like, maybe there's something else out there that could be kind of fun to explore. Okay, okay. A different I'm kind gonna- of backpacking trip, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Three ways to find a Sasquatch. And you can, right. I'm going to go one by one. You tell me what you think. Okay, go ahead. All right. So the first one is you've got to know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got to go where the cl- cluster of Sasquatch settings are. So um, True. do you, well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you know where the best place to go is? Uh, I've heard. Uh, uh, let me just first, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but I think, uh, I've Neither heard, obviously, I, it's uh, Washington, like Northern California, Northwest, like Oregon, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts of Canada, I think, right, as well? Yeah, which is weird because only two in ten Canadians believe, so, like, they're in Canada. Do they need a passport? Like, I don't know. You know, are they human enough to need one? Uh, these are things <laughs> to think about. So, if, yeah, okay, so three ways, how would I, I find one? I think so, man. Like, I think, I think if they shave their face, like, they'll probably be okay just to... Do they have that around. ability to shave? In urban areas, unknown because we haven't found a Sasquatch home yet. Okay, okay. So we don't know what tools you're using, but no, you're right. So it's basically like Northern California, Northern Oregon, Washington, specifically Western Washington. But really, like there's been sightings in every single state in the U.S., every single province in Canada, mm-hmm. in the U.K., in basically most countries around the world. Not as many in Africa, but but there's a lot out there. But yeah, for sure, if you want to go to like where the, the clusters of sightings are, it's it's the Pacific Northwest. And into yes. north into Canada right there and like British Columbia. So mm. all right. So that's number one. Nowhere to go. Okay? okay. Number two, bring the right gear. Which is? So can you tell me what you what you think I have on my gear list for Sasquatch sightings? I don't know what you have. I do know I read an article when I was trying to debunk all this, which okay. there's a plethora. Um you could go on and on. But basically there were guys saying that Bigfoot likes apples, so maybe you yes, bring a basket yes, of apples. Yes, that's correct. I have that. You have apples, right? So well, I have bait, but apples specifically was going to be my bait. They baited, yeah, they baited a Sasquatch with apples, and then yeah. they were like, "Well, did you get footage of it?" And like, "Well, you know," and that's where it gets kind of <laughs> shady every time. Like, we had the footprint, like right there, but the, did you get a right. shot of it? And like, you know, so I've got a solution for that, by the way. Oh, that's good. GoPro, you gonna hang some GoPros? Well, do you have anything else besides bait? 
apples. Bait. Would you would you get some kind of trap or netting or something like that? <laughs> some netting. <laughs> I would have a big hunk of meat on the bone hanging down, and once he ate it, a big net would raise around him and his droid friends. Droid friend. Okay, so yeah. you're quoting Star Wars, but I was right about the netting, so that's good. No, I'm not going to. That was not my ear list. So I would have. Okay. So with the bait thing, I th- I don't know if you're talking about the same guy I'm talking about. I was talking about that kind of weird show, Discovering Bigfoot on Netflix, where he put out apples like up high in trees, and then the apples were gone the next day, and he just knew that the Bigfoot liked he, the apples. He but just I don't knew. know why. Like, where's because, the? Fl- but he no, here, here's. Any- but here's my question. Like, I'm, see, I'm already going into the whole debunking. I'm just gonna like. Let's say he put apples in the trees. This is the yeah. 21st century with so much technology. Why? If you're out to prove the biggest thing ever, and you can prove it, spend a little money right. and hang out, hang some, uh, hang some GoPros all over that little circular area not, with the not apples. GoPros, you got to hang trap cameras. Okay, trap camera, whatever kind of camera you need, whatever. No, no, no. yeah, some motion sensor cameras. That's my plan: is to hang okay. the apples away from camp so that the Sasquatch doesn't feel threatened. And then you <laughs> hang the trap cameras <laughs> facing the apples, maybe from different directions. <laughs> um, trap cameras cost $60 a piece on eBay, by the way. 60 That's nothing. Why have we not gotten I know, any good footage? I know. Oh, no. I know. I don't know what... He, he got some other footage, so I'm oh, not going to... Okay. I'm not going to go too far down that road, but... And then as All a right. result of, like, having cameras everywhere, I think I would, I would bring abundant batteries. Okay. And then the that's, last thing I'd bring camo, camouflage, well, just in case. Standard, standard. Okay. During the day, just so I can hide out and... That's my gear list right there. For, okay, uh, so you have apples, you have camo, you have, tra- uh, what was it, trap cameras? Trap and cameras. Trap cameras, an apple, an apple. That's, and the batteries, yeah. So four things, okay. So that's yep. that sounds foolproof right there. Like, I don't know how you the wouldn't apples find... Are pr- apples and batteries are going to be the heavyweight stuff. I guess the camo could be too. It doesn't matter what kind of apple. Uh, I need to do some more research on that. I'm going to go with Granny Smith. How no, does no, a person Fuji Fuji apples? How do they know what apples they like? You know, this is what is so funny about this. I think they just probably want the sweet stuff, don't you? I guess which means not Granny Smith, actually. I guess. I like the yellow ones personally, but anyway, yeah. Beside the point, but um, so these this is your gear list. So you're going to find. So you have to know where they are. You have to know. You have to bring the right equipment. Right. Okay. Yep. And, and the last. I mean, there's more than this, but these are the kind of the, uh, you know we always kind of boil it down to three things is. If you really are committed to this, you've got to cut out a pretty large chunk of time to be out there. What, what's your minimum amount of time you're going to search for the greatest discovery? So I'm of not because I don't have that much time. I'm going to hope that we just kind of catch lightning in a bottle. But <laughs> solid plan. Yeah, but I think you've got to, you, you'd probably want to cut out at least a week or two to just kind of be in the same spot and kind of blend in with your surroundings, get the Sasquatch used to you being there without them feeling threatened. So you're already assuming you're going to be there in the midst. And, and what what's to say they don't just like come and stomp you to death in the night because you have apples? Because uh, there's not a history of that. There's no history that the Sasquatch are attacking people. <laughs> there's no history um, of We talked Sasquatch. about that as a possible apocalypse scenario, and you you yourself said that's not realistic. So Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Overwhelming, just, just ridiculous amount of evidence 
like, why would there be TV shows about this if it wasn't real? Uh, all these, t- <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you really believe that? Come on, you don't really believe. Oh, that. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Every TV show out there is real, so I don't uh, like like all yeah. these. Kardashians, Kardashians are real. Bigfoot's real. It's all <laughs> real. It's all real. <laughs> What's funny is that like the TV shows and the movies have pretty much like synonyms for the word like discovering or finding or uncovering like they're all kind of the same show but as far as their titles go but anyway okay. there's just a million of them out there so mountains of evidence what could you possibly say derek to suggest otherwise uh okay well let's let's start simple let's just start let's start simple okay so okay. you're out in the woods you, you know nature does its thing um we've all had we, <laughs> what does that mean well i'm gonna tell you <laughs> i'm gonna get deep with you there's been backpackers, uh, hikers, explorers of all types that have maybe they found a dead cougar, a dead bear. Has anybody ever found a dead Bigfoot? Mm. Well, so the Bigfoot are so advanced that they bury their own. You're not going to find a dead one. And how do you know that they're so advanced? Because you haven't found a dead one. <laughs> I think people are creating the justification so they don't they can cover their holes. There's so many holes to fill okay. in. Okay, so that's well, one let me, hole. Let me, okay, well, I think I, I have already responded to that hole, but let me just say okay. that you have a strong respect for Survivor Man, and he believes in the Bigfoot. He is has his own show, and he's trying to promote to get that show going. There's lots, okay, okay there's lots of arguments about people... And they've they've come up with, uh, you know, suits. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7. With super fast shipping, midwayusa.com. It look like Bigfoot. They've come up with types of footage that, like, look, you know, they want to get famous. Like, whoever finds this creature will be like one of the most famous, if not the most famous person in the world, in today's modern world. Like, this is a huge deal. If you can prove it's real, actually real, like, think of how huge that would be, right? It's like finding an alien. Barack Obama believes in Bigfoot. Barack Obama can believe whatever he wants. He's the ex-president. Okay, so I actually just made that up. Sorry, I just made that up. Wow, that was that was harsh. Uh, so, 
So, okay, example of, of debunking. Okay, so the videos. All the videos have been hoaxes that they've found. So, so okay, so let's take the main video of the, of the was it 1952, I think it was, where the Bigfoot was like walking across this open section by a, you know, there was, I think on rocks or there's like a little yeah, creek or Yeah, by whatever. 1952, you mean 1967. Was it 67? Oh, 67, okay. The Patterson-Gimlin film, yes. Yes, okay, so. They did a, I don't know if you saw this, on TV they did a let's do a scientific experiment and see if this actually was a Bigfoot. So they got a guy, they made a suit about the same size, they made all this stuff. They they analyzed the walking pattern of the Bigfoot and tried to, tried to uh, mimic it, right? And um, if this is a person, all this stuff. So, uh, you know, it was like, it was one of these things, it's like, how are you it, it didn't make any sense right just doesn't make any sense like it none of that made sense uh the blo- why is the footage always blurry that's what i want to know why can't there be a clear like how 67 that one yes but today like how many clear beautiful pictures do we have of bears of all these you're telling me that sasquatch are so advanced they know when you're coming they run away you can't even drone up on them discovering bigfoot on netflix not blurry Okay, so who's to say that it's a real Bigfoot? And, uh, mm. you know, why is it not a guy in a, in a costume like the I guy? I think that's up to us to interpret, but I think, I, think we need to, I think you need to watch that and then come back. Let me just, say, let me just tell you something right now, okay? The guy who made, makes these Bigfoot costumes on the Travel Channel, amazing, mm-hmm. um, be, amazing costumes. I 100% would think that's a Bigfoot if I saw it up close. So let me ask you this question because this is a, you know, a backpacking podcast. Okay. How much do you think that costume weighs? Oh, Wow, that's a good question. It's got I want I want to say it's at least fifty pounds. It's fifty, dude. It was huge. The, the one okay. the guy. This is like full body, legit costume with fur all over it. Okay, and it had like a moving jaw oh. that opened up and down. I mean, it was big. I'm like, so Rocky would have to carry it if we brought that back at there. minimum. Rocky, Rock, probably okay. Rocky and Nate would have to like share carry it. Okay, so I think I think my my rebuttal to what you're saying is, yeah, that makes sense. Except that we're using modern day technology and trying to apply it to 1967 stuff, and I don't think that matches up. But couldn't you use drones and just like, okay, if people are like, hey, Bigfoot knows when I'm coming. They can scurry away. They live up in the trees in these nests, which I've never seen one of those. Maybe there's footage of a nest in the tree of okay. a Bigfoot. Um, but why why can I not use drones? And drones do not if d- drones are ineffective in heavily forested areas. Come on, okay. What about like infrared? What about something like infrared? That? Yes, I don't know. That there's like mass infrared systems which can. I mean, you know, they, they which can not only like scan large areas at a time, but also identify creatures because obviously they're not the only living organisms in a forest, right? There's going to be tons of different stuff. I'm going to say incorrect because when they did Loch Ness, they used a scanning device uh, over the whole lake. Yeah, and they were able to kind of do but that. But maybe that's water. So maybe that's small water. compared to you're talking about like you know that's a pretty big area though. You can do chunk at a time, right? I'm just okay. saying like if it's such a small area of the world. And, I mean, what's the population? I mean, I've heard people say there's, like, hundreds of them. I've heard people say there's, like, less than 50 of them. Right. I, don't know, I don't know what's true, but I'm like, how is it possible that something that large we've never come across it while you're out there? Or there's, okay. like, not a I think dead you've made. There. I think you've made two points, and I've thrown my responses out. Do you have a third point? Okay. Um, so I was, I was doing some research, and, again, there's, like, 
a sea of research you could do. So you could probably argue anything here. So I'm just going to say, like, what I found was, like, most of the Bigfoot, uh, the Bigfoot sightings that weren't hoaxes turned out to be bears, whether it was, like, a bear standing up on his hind legs walking around, maybe trying to get something out of a tree uh, or, or what. Um, they usually turn out to be bears because of how they were walking, because of, like, the outline, blah, 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 blah. I will, tell, I will, guarantee, I will guarantee you that I will not confuse a Bigfoot for a bear. That's good to know. But here, okay, so I've seen some of the Bigfoot shows, and one of them, this guy was like, you know, back in the woods, he's out there, he's like, I was with my dad, we were out there, this Bigfoot came, and he looked me right in the face, and I, I you know, and all, he had this whole story, and they're like, well, where was he, did you get a picture of him? Because uh, he had his camera already ready to go. And, of course, he's like, well, no, I mean, I didn't get the camera shot. I'm like, he was right there in front of you. Like, what a great opportunity. Uh, People you know, get nervous, man. He was nervous. Yeah, but this you're hunting them. Or not hunting them, but, like, searching for them. Yeah. you gotta be pre- you got to be prepared. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. If, if you were searching for a grizzly bear and came face-to-face with a grizzly bear, would your first thought be picture time? Uh, some people, yeah, like the little, Maybe. what about the parents who gave their kid honey on the hand there? And I mean, yeah, who thinks no, about no. that? But like, if but you I'm, can I'm find, saying, I'm saying if you're, if you're an experienced, if you're like professional, then yeah, like that's what you do. But if you are you, and this is like your first time going out there. Okay. When faced with. That would know, be overwhelming. Yeah. That'd, yeah. Be, that'd be kind of crazy. No, I'm, I don't doubt that. But here, here's my final bottom line point is we are able to find bears. We are able to find these crazy, gnarly, difficult to find animals like snow leopards and like just really elusive animals mm-hmm. and yet why can't we regularly spot bigfoot in in like the habitat or mating or or where's the nest at up in the tree like where, where are i don't know about the, this whole tree nesting but oh you, you gotta check that out i, th- I feel like you're out. tying in some of your same arguments and you're just kind of repeating them now I feel so, like you're just saying I'm going to say Pat with mine and just say they're hidden, they're <laughs> smarter than your average bear. Oh, boy. So they know where to hide, and they're in a forest, so you can't use the drones. I think one of the greatest excuses of a Bigfoot believer is that anytime they we find a hole in the argument, it's like, well, they're so smart that they know to hide right away or bury their dead or wipe their feces up in the tree or something like that. There's always a reason right. why we don't find any trace of them. You know what I mean? Which is well, crazy. No, you can't say they haven't found any trace of them. There's definitely been people that have, obviously the footprints are famous, but there's been people that have come back with, with hair samples True. that have been indeterminate as far as known species. And they've okay. been tested like but DNA w- testing. Would you agree? Would you agree that people will sensationalize something they find or discover to hopefully get famous aka all of the alien sightings all of the ufo sightings it's like now you're gonna say those aren't real (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but even if they are real let's say they let's say you found one that was real like think of how many people want to either copy that or piggyback off of that to be you know noted noted or or not noted but um recognized and so like you know you look at this footprint i found look at my footprint compared to this foot this footprint is not human but maybe they made it but we just don't know that you know what i mean so that's that's what's hard to say is it okay so that being said yeah just in doing my research for the sasquatch 50 percent of americans believe that aliens crash landed in roswell new mexico well 
There you so go. there's actually a higher percentage that believe that than they do in the Sasquatch. Is it really? But, oh my god! Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think I think you made your point. I have. Don't get me wrong. Me- I I want to believe there's. It'd be cool to think like, hey, there's really an alien. There's really a Sasquatch, yeah. Chupacabra. Like it'd be cool to actually if that was real. But I don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. So. No, you're you're kind of you're kind of a downer for a lot of things. So I think that this makes sense that you play the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's my Bible verse for the episode, Derek. I've got Proverbs 18, 13. He who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. And I I think what this is talking about is here is kind of deciding before all the evidence is in. And I don't think all the evidence is in. So it's to our folly and to our shame to kind of make a judgment on something without all the evidence. And so... I think that's always the case in life. You know, people yeah, rush to judgment are, for sure. So. Yeah, so I, so I think... I think it's okay to, to kind of be in my camp where I don't really know, but it's kind of fun to, to think about. And so here's why I think my, here's, let me get to my trip plan for finding a Sasquatch. And here's why I think this is a cool trip plan. I'll it's go. Because, I'm in. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, well, I think you'd be in even if the Sasquatch wasn't involved because this is a really cool place anyway, and it's super scenic. Okay. And I'm really excited to go aside from the Sasquatch. Um, and it'll just be like another wrinkle. But basically, I want to go to North Cascades National mm-hmm. Park. Yeah, there have I don't know if there have been actual sightings, but people believe that there's some Sasquatch that live around a lake called Willow Lake. And Willow, okay, okay. So I'm I don't want to camp out there for a week or two. Like that'll just be one of the stops we make on our trip. I, right. I haven't looked at the trip at the map yet, but if we can make a loop out of it, awesome. And so on that night, I would just simply put some apples up in trees with some trap cameras. And just kind of leave them going for the night. And if something happened, awesome. Mm. If not, we just kind of move on to our next spot. But at least, at least I've tried and I've actually, you know, put in a, a small bit of effort in the way of searching for Bigfoot. So would there be an, uh, you said there would be a video. I hope there's going to be like a video effort as well. Not just like, he ate our apples. Okay. Yeah. So like the trap cameras work would, would be, and you know, they would provide the evidence. And like I said, I think we could tell, tell the difference between a bear and the Sasquatch. I hope so. Maybe, so. maybe just to confirm, though, we could put like the apples in one tree and then an ursac in another tree. <laughs> <laughs> you and the ursac. I love it. Oh man, I went and got my. So I went and got some of my food for the next coming trip. And already, I, I like got it. I got my salmon pesto. I was excited. I got some other fun stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that I would like to have a 10-foot radius of you eating near my backpack with the salmon pesto. Okay, first of all, let's clarify to everybody that the salmon pesto meal did not touch your backpack. It was the lox salmon in a, you know, that... Any lo- salmon that touches raw my backpack salmon. in grizzly country is inappropriate. The salmon pesto would never be wasted on such a foolish thing. So, it only goes in my belly. Sounds like you agree to the 10 foot radius <laughs> <laughs> fine that's fine that's fine okay. i know where you sleep all right uh i got some trivia for you my friend all right today's trivia it's pretty simple um this is kind of a you know a range of uh of dates that you're gonna have to guess so <laughs> it's, it pretty sounds harder than guess the year. it sounds harder than it really is okay all right so uh there's been alleged sightings of bigfoot 
Whoa, you know, whoa, wait, wait, wait. This is a Bigfoot trivia. This actually relates to the topic. Shocking, I know. I had plenty yeah. of info. I had plenty of info. Okay. So I'm going to keep it really simple because there's, you know, an ocean full of stuff you could talk about. Mm. And you could probably do like 85 million. You could have your own podcast about Bigfoot, which we're not going to do. Uh, right. So let's keep it simple. So uh, there's been sightings of Bigfoot as recent as last year, um, you know, obviously. As recent as last year. There was one. Probably yeah. Like every week. Right. So the one there was one in California as as early as late as um October I think of last year. My question to you is what I'll give you like a I'll give you like a mm, I'll give you like a 15 year buffer zone of when you think the earliest Sasquatchian tales or or writings came afloat in the uh states. In the when United did, States? Yeah. Like, when did this all okay. begin? And I'll give you a hint. The earliest date I found began, and it started near Spokane, Washington. And I'm guessing this is by not Native Americans. Oh, oh like the Native Americans write about it? Uh, no, these yeah. are like explorers, early, okay. early settlers, maybe. Um, gotcha. Travelers. So my range would have to be like... Early 1800s to now, and you're giving me a 15 year. Okay, buffer. I'll give you. I'll give you a 20, 20 year radius. Either way, either way. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that is. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll say so um, generous. Spokane, Washington. I'll say uh, 1885. Oh, that's 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 mm, no. You missed it. That's what that it was. 18. I found the earliest date I found, and there might be earlier ones, but the earliest one I could find was 1840. Okay, from a reverend. Uh, mm. who had talked about a less menacing version of giants among the Indians living near Spokane. The Indians said the giants lived around the peaks of the nearby mountains and would steal salmon from the fishermen's nets. Okay. So, so that sounds, sounds legit. Yeah, it's hard-clad, iron-clad proof. Hard-clad, iron-clad, whatever, proof. Okay, and a then, side note about the explorers, I don't know how, like, I don't know that I would, like, just so you know, people that lived kind of in the early 1800s and before thought that any unexplored territory dragons lived there wait so, <laughs> wait wait what where what are you talking about just it, they just thought dragons were real and they lived in like the unexplored territories ah. they said like there be the dragons uh thomas jefferson actually thought that lewis and clark would find dragons on their journey interesting yeah interesting uh i have one more question for you which you might okay. find interesting uh where did the name bigfoot come from besides the fact that the thing has a really large foot exactly oh like who named it bigfoot who named it or or or, well not not who named it like where did the name come from like where did it originate from and then it kind of it kind of bled into you know people were calling grizzly bears nicknamed them bigfoot they nicked and then it eventually became you know this separate animal called bigfoot uh or creature but it originated from something in the late 19th century okay. recorded by americans uh any idea where yeah where, where do you think it might have originated from do you mind if i title this trivia session what do you what do you want to title it the hardest trivia of all time this is standard bigfoot knowledge if you're a bigfoot mm. enthusiast though i figured i'm not an enthusiast you just debunk your own thing you don't even know where it came from you believe in it um I, do i know where it came from all right creation 
from, <laughs> from the Garden of Eden, some sort of. <laughs> and then he walked all the way to Oregon from the Garden of Eden. Um, where did it come from? Okay, so did, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a range. Did it come from an animal, a person, a region, an ex, uh, like an experience, something? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Okay, so I think that what you're referring to is the story of an early American miner who was in the Cascade Mountain Range. And he decided that he was going to go higher up in the mountains than most of the miners in search for gold. And as he explored the upper regions, he came across some very large footprints that he did not, they were obviously unexplainable. It sounds like you're Googling something right now. I'm true? not Googling anything, no. <laughs> and, so, okay. and this miner was named um, James Saskatchewan Foot, and... <laughs> When he came back and explained it to the local media, which was just, you know, like a podunk newspaper, they kind of combined his names together. Some people call it Sasquatch, mm. some people call it Bigfoot, mm. and thus the legend was born. Did you just make that up? Entirely. That was pretty good, I gotta Thank say. You. That was Thank pretty you. good. That's a good Balderdash answer. <laughs> Part of the question was to see what you'd come up with, but okay, I didn't okay. expect you to actually get this. So it actually came from uh, a guy named Spotted Elk, also known as Chief Bigfoot, mm. a well-known Lakota leader. I knew there was Native Americans involved. That's why I asked about him. He was in the Wounded Knee Massacre, and that's where. Oh, it, really? Yeah, that's where it originated from, and then from there it kind of blossomed to all kinds of whatever. So. That Wait, was a f- so in the in the massacre, some Bigfoot kind of mixed it up with some. No, no, his. So the chief's name was Spotted Elk, like Chief Spotted Elk, okay. but he was also called Chief Bigfoot. Oh, gotcha. And he was killed in a massacre and blah 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 blah. So, okay. Yeah, so no, there I'm you go, sure buddy. The, I'm not sure the dots are all connected there, but the dot is very well connected. Check I'll, out I'll, it's on Wikipedia. Check out Wikipedia. Okay, okay. You check gotcha. it out, and I uh, just wanted to drop some knowledge on you. All right, you know. Before we go, can I just give you a preview of what's coming up with um, an episode I'm really excited about? Yes. We have a couple guests coming up. I think it's going to be on the next episode. One of them is like kind of famous in the backpacking community. His name is Jason Fitzpatrick, and he's mm. the guy from Mile, Mile and a Half, the John Muir Trail from like the Muir, Trot, Muir great. Project Yeah, great movie. Film. He's, the, he's like the big guy with the beard, like yes. super fun guy. Yeah. And he... So we, I interviewed him because he's got another project coming out yeah. that's going to be released at um, the film festival that Chris Mead has going on, which we'll, we'll kind of remind everybody about. It's in Campbell, okay. California. Fine. But anyway, so he, yeah, he actually, um, yeah, was willing to do an interview. So we're going to do an episode on long trails and nice. through hikes. Nice. And he's got some advice. And I actually interviewed him at the same time as I did uh, Chris Mead, otherwise known as Chris is Awesome. Yeah. So I think... You are going to like it. Well done on that, by the way. Way to, yeah. way to get on that. That's a, that's going to be a fun one to hear for everybody. I think. Uh, yeah, I love that. Movie. And even though you movie. can't get out for a long trail, I think you're going to have. I've got some stuff for you where you can definitely be. Uh, you got. I think you'll have some good stuff for that episode too. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. I expect nothing. One less. day though. One day you want to do the Shackleton recreation, and it might happen. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> there was a. Something about Bigfoot and uh, 
Antarctica? Antarctica somewhere. But I, I couldn't. I gotta, mm. I gotta dig deeper into that. Google it, guys. Google it. Okay. Sasquatch. We're obviously Antarctica. just scratching the surface on this, but I think that it was just fun to touch upon one time. I think we actually covered. I think we covered every single thing you could cover, though, right? <laughs> about I don't think so. <laughs> There's nothing more to talk about. We solved everything. We're done. Perfect. <laughs> you know, okay. Here's the thing: is depending upon like. How much interest there is and feedback we get on this episode will determine if there's ever a sequel to this. <laughs> but, but you just never know. And you never know which episodes are going to be popular and which aren't. And I think that'll actually be a future trivia question for you is which which of the episodes are the most popular we've done versus the least popular because it is surprising. It is. It is very surprising so far. Um, right. I usually am optimistic. I feel like I'm pessimistic about the popularity. I had fun doing this one, but I don't know. You know, people might be like, ugh, Sasquatch. Just skip that one and then go to the right. next one. So who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe they'll love we'll, it. We'll see. We'll find out. We have people to listen no matter what, which is super nice. But yeah. others are kind of, they kind of pick and choose, which is fine too. So I'm proud right. of you. I think I changed your whole mind about Sasquatches. So we can <laughs> end it there. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Well, uh, let, well, let's wrap it up in here for today, buddy. And, uh, Thanks again to everybody who who just endured this episode. I appreciate the uh, endurance as Shackleton and the endurance journey did as well. Um, that's a weird reference, but <laughs> we love you guys. You guys have been great. Thanks for all the support and the feedback on Facebook. Um, keep sending us your info. We love it. Um, and remember, guys, we'll see you next time on the Backpacking Blisters podcast. Remember, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Adios. I want to fly around the world. Okay, I got my apples here. I got my I got my tracer cams or whatever he wanted, these special cameras. I got what was that? Something just something just fell on my shoulder. Is that is that poop? What is where did that come from? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. There's a giant bird-like nest the size of a car in this eucalyptus tree. Oh my gosh, Carl was right. Carl, they are real. Ah. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.